Welcome to the Spine Talk podcast, presented by Texas Back Institute. For more information about Texas Back Institute, visit www.texasback.com. And now, your host, Art Young. This time on Spine Talk, we want to take a look at the high performance and how some people, like successful athletes and skilled practitioners such as surgeons, can reach this level of concentration. With us this time is Dr. Michael Heisey at Texas Back Institute. Welcome back, Dr. Heisey. Thanks for having me, Art. Nice to have you back. We've all heard of professional and other high-performing athletes being in a zone when they, when they can excel at their game. What, what does being in a zone mean for an athlete? Well, from my understanding, and I'm not a great athlete, but from what my understanding is, is when an athlete is in the zone, they can focus more clearly. They, they see the plays coming at them almost in slow motion. If they're a basketball player, the basket seems bigger. It seems like they can't miss a shot. Everything seems to come easy. All of the distractions and crowd noises are something you can tune out. Uh, so that's my understanding of what it is. I, I wish I was that good an athlete. No, I, I hear you're a pretty good soccer player. Do you ever get in the zone when you're, when you're playing soccer? Oh, pretty rarely. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not that good. I, for me, it's, it's always kind of an uphill battle with soccer. I wish I was that good. Yeah, well, sir, you are a surgeon, and you are one of the best in your field, and, and you apply these highly developed skills, uh, you know, years and years and years it takes to learn to be a, a doctor as well as not to mention a surgeon. But you're in a life-or-death situation. For the, for the patients, and many times, and uh, as you know, as with an athlete in a championship game, can someone like a surgeon who's really got to focus get into the zone for performing that procedure? Oh, I absolutely believe that's the case. It happens to me fairly regularly when a surgery will get stressful, when I'm having to think about a number of things at once. Sometimes it seems to slow down the. The distractions around the room seem to go away, and I'm able to really focus on what I'm doing. The instruments move very intuitively. I'm not fighting anything. And it's not always easy to start an operation in that state. You, you kind of got to get there through the operation. That's interesting. So you can't just drop into the zone. You've got you to gotta work into the zone. No, you know, sometimes I'll get into a surgery, and I'll, I'll be thinking, wow, this is going to be a tough one. Um, and there's lots of noise going on in the room, and I'm hearing all that, and, and I'm having a difficult time getting started. But once I get started, once I really get into the operation, I'll forget about things like having to go to the bathroom, my shoes are too tight, I've got an ache in my shoulder. All of those things seem to just fade into the background, and, and just and not that I'm completely unaware of them, but they're not important. And I really got, in, in a sense, tunnel vision where I'm able to really focus on what I'm doing, but I'm, I am aware of the things around me. But but I'm really able to tune out the things that aren't helpful and focus on the things that are helpful. You know, the anesthesiologist may be telling me something about what's going on with the patient, and that's important to what I'm doing, so I'll hear that and be able to react to that, but I'm really able to focus very much on the, the actually fairly fine, detailed work that I do. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you describe this feeling of uh, you're in a, you're in a operating room and you're in the zone? Uh, how, do you, how, do you, how, how, how to describe that? Well, it's it. I think it's very. It's a very highly focused, very concentrated, almost almost like being hypnotized, but not quite. Like uh, you know, everybody's had the experience of driving on the highway and starting to think about something and realizing that they've driven ten miles and not knowing exactly how they got there, but they didn't make any mistakes. It's like that, but 
but with the, the focus. So the, the passage of time becomes somewhat unimportant. You don't notice that. What you're really just focusing on is, is what is going on in the operation, and you're seeing it super clearly. You're seeing the next step. You're seeing how to avoid the pitfalls, and it, it, uh, it's, it's really a, a, a great feeling when you get there. And you, when you get done with it, when, you, like, uh, when you're completed the hard part of the operation and you settle back, you almost take a deep breath and kind of reassess reality and look at the clock, see what time it really is, because you really don't know what time it might be. It might have time might have passed quickly, it might have passed slowly. You just don't know it at the end of it. Wow, that that sounds an awful lot like an athlete's description of uh, seeing the ball run slower and all that. That sounds very much like that whole high performance thing. Uh, now, can a surgeon who does not typically get into this complete immersion that you're describing, this mental state of concentration, can he or she learn to get into that? And if so, how do they go about doing that? Well, I, I can't even tell you for sure how I learned how to do it. But I think it's a matter of <laughs> I think it's a matter of getting good at something and getting really able to focus on it. And I and I think most surgeons probably do it whether they think about it or not. I think I think for the mo- most part surgeons are very good at what they do and they can they can focus their attention very well. We've all been, even through medical school, been able to focus on tests, focus on things. So I think that's something that we're all good at. Um, what I thought was, was interesting is when I was uh, hearing an article about, or somebody was talking about how surgeons are like high-performance athletes in that they need to train like them, I, I thought that, you know, this is another way that we're very similar. We, we don't, not, not only just training, but I think we're able to tune out the external influences when it's important to and and actually work towards a better result for our patient by doing that. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminds me of that, uh, I can't remember the book now, maybe it's Tipping Point, but uh, one of those Malcolm books, uh, Gladewell's oh, yeah. book, uh, and, and he, he talked about uh, people like the Beatles and, and uh, how they, they would spend you know 10,000 hours learning to play their instruments, and then and they get up, you know, and they can kind of go on autopilot, and people go, "How do you? You guys are so great, and you came from nowhere, but they've been playing for ten thousand hours before they you know, got up on." It's very similar to that. I think all the training you must go through, uh, not to mention the, you know, the, the experience you have with your day-to-day life. Well, I think that that those hours of training are what allow you to focus on the big picture and and the big focus, rather than having to think about what your hand is doing, squeezing the instrument to make a particular thing happen. I think the, the hours and hours of practice, hours and hours of thinking through the same problems or same type of problems allow you to kind of not have to pay attention to that part of it and allow you to focus on the bigger picture. And I think that that is part of it. I don't think somebody could walk into surgery their first day and think that they could get into the zone and be able to perform the operation. I don't think that sort of thing happens. I think it's a matter of lots and lots of practice and then able to then focus on other things that than the, the actual real basics of the operation. Mm-hmm. And, and you have a you have a mentoring program of sorts with your fellowship people, don't you? Don't they? Don't you require your surgeons to have a senior member in in the operating room for a certain amount of time? Yeah. So when we bring a new surgeon into the practice, we do have surgeons both reviewing their cases beforehand and operating with them for for the first several weeks to months of their practice. And then we also have a fellowship program where we train residents that have completed orthopedic and neurosurgery residencies. We train them on, treat, uh, train them on the specialty of spine surgery. Well, I mean, that's, that's, that's another step, and they're getting in the zone, I think. Well, I think 
they're learning those skills. I don't think probably during the fellowship, many of them actually hit that that level because they're always worried about what we're going to say and how we're going to, to lead them. But hopefully through the fellowship and mentoring process, we're giving them the tools to allow them to then refine them and get to the point where they can get into that highly focused uh, zone. Well, we've been talking about getting into that zone with a with a man who, who does it on a regular basis in the operating room, Dr. Michael Heisey of Texas Back Institute. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Heisey. Thank you for having me, Art. Absolutely. This is Art Young for Spine Talk, and we'll talk again soon. <laughs>